I don't want to be pre-diabetic or diabetic. I saw what my family went through. I don't want to go down that road. I want to travel. I want to be able to fit in the airplane seat or the, the rides at Disney World with my kids, but I'm too big to fit in the seats. And I just want people to know that there are answers. There are solutions. What is your definition and understanding of personal liberation? Personal liberation to me is living your truth, knowing what your gifts and talents are. And it's your assignment to share that gift with other people in the world who need it. Welcome to Intuition Unleashed, a revolution in personal liberation. The go-to podcast that helps you access intuitive guidance combined with mental health and spirituality. Let your intuition guide you and unlock a life of true liberation. And now your host, Beck Nelson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Intuition Unleashed. Um, I'm here with my guest today, Rita Brewer, and I want to read you a little bit about who she is and what she does. I'm really excited to have her on. So Rita has over 30 years of clinical experience as a board-certified physician assistant diplomat of the American College of Lifestyle Medicine and is the founder and leader of the Healthy Lifestyles Ministry at Raleigh North Christian Center in Raleigh, North Carolina. I love it when people are in the same time zone so that we're not trying to conflict with that. So after seeing thousands of patients suffer with the devastating complications of poorly controlled type 2 diabetes, her mission became educating and empowering 1 million men and women around the world with the truth that this is a preventable and reversible condition they no longer need to suffer with. She has created a diabetes reversal formula health coaching program for her clients to reduce medications, balance their blood sugars with ease, lose weight, and add years to their lives and life to their years. I love that introduction. And we were talking a little bit before you came on, Rita, that I love this notion that people don't, they, I think that people think there's only one choice, right? There's only, we have traditional medications and whatever an endocrinologist will offer you, but that is not the case. And we can actually learn to heal our own bodies because intuitively that is possible. So I love the fact that you can talk about this. So you can you tell us a little bit about who your ideal client would be and what you can help with? Exactly that. I'm definitely patients with type 2 diabetes, pre-diabetes, people who are struggling with obesity, which leads to pre-diabetes. A lot of people have family history of diabetes in their family, and they're starting to go down that path, and they want to prevent that from happening. So anybody who wants to prevent it from happening or struggling with weight loss or are already uh, pre-diabetic or diabetic and want to reverse that process. That's my ideal client. All of us at least know somebody who's in that yeah. category. That's if right. We're not Absolutely. in that position ourselves. So right. I think a very valuable resource for probably pretty much anybody who's listening to this. So yeah. um, it might be self-explanatory, but what's the problem that you solve for your ideal clients? Well, the, the problem is that they have diabetes and they don't need to, um, or they have prediabetes and they don't need to, or they're trying to lose the weight because they know if they lose the weight, that's going to help their blood sugar, but they can't lose the weight. So they've done everything that they know how to do and have been taught by their conventional practitioners. Um, but the conventional practitioners are not trained with the tools that they need to help improve the situation. Um, the only thing that 
is really offered in our conventional medicine model, which I've been in, you know, like I said, for over 32 years, we tell them, you know, eat less, exercise more, come back in three months. And then they, we do nothing. We just follow it. It's like, okay, you're pre-diabetic. What should we do? Well, we'll just watch it. We're going to watch it and we'll keep monitoring it until you become diabetic. And then what's the solution? Well, we'll just start you on some medication. Exactly. It's not enough. It's not enough. They don't have to live with it. That's the, that's the thing. That's the thing that made me so passionate. I was like, I'm so tired of just doling out more prescription drugs and not giving the people the tools that they need to prevent it and reverse it, which in most cases is absolutely possible. That so, is why I had to amazing. Yeah. So that's why I had to kind of step out of the medical models. Like, how can I be more effective with people? So I would happily, I've happily given up my prescription pads and doling out more prescription drugs to be able to help people use food as medicine and natural health solutions. Um, because most people want that anyway. They really do. They don't want to have to take prescription drugs. And that's one of the biggest things my clients say is, I don't want to be on these meds, but I don't, I'm scared not to be. Well, exactly. Because their doctors tell them this is the only option you have. Right. But it's not the doctor's fault. It's not the, you know, any of the medical practitioner's fault. It's because they're not trained. All right. It's a whole system problem. You know, our healthcare system, our food, our food system in America, it's, it's so toxic. So the, the, the practitioners are not trained that food is medicine. There's very little nutrition counseling and training and lectures when you go to medical school, nursing school, PA school. I mean, you're lucky if you get a few hours worth of nutrition training and the food that you eat is the most important medicine that you could possibly take. It's the most effective too. And it's, you know, it's non, it's not, well, well, I wouldn't say non-toxic because that's a whole nother topic of, you know, all the pesticides that are sprayed all over everything. But I do teach, teach my clients, you know, how to find the cleanest food that's, you know, going to be the best medicine for you. So they don't have the resources. That's the problem. So I had to learn it myself. I had to go outside the medical model after all the years of training and all the years of experience. Then I had to go down the natural health route and learn about nutritional health and wellness on my own to be able to help my my patients and clients. Well, you made a good point. You say that their first visit, they're evaluated. Yes, there's a problem. You need to be become more active eat less and we'll see you in three months. But if people, I mean, obviously, you know, really, oh, that's kind of elementary, but people know that. And if they could do that, then they, wouldn't they already be doing it? And actually that's wrong. It's the wrong advice because eat less is not the solution because some people don't know, have no, no knowledge of what their body's calorie needs are. And all they do is try to cut back on what they're already currently doing. And then there's always a sense of deprivation. So you can only do it for so long. And then you end up just going back to, you know, what you ate before. And if you did lose any, you just gain it all back. So it's really just more about learning, you know, being overweight is not a calorie problem. It's more of a hormonal problem. So we have to learn how our food affects our hormonal system and our metabolism and what foods help our metabolism burn fat more effectively and what types of foods um, cause our body to gain weight. So those are, those are critical pieces. It's not just cut back your calories because the cal the type of calories you're ingesting really matter. The quality. Educate me a little bit because I had a couple of questions when you were saying that. Is that a different answer for each person? 
Or is it the same for everybody, the foods that burn calories, et cetera? No, that's pretty much the same for everybody. You know, our metabolisms work the same, some more, you know, effective than others, depending on your overall health, what we call our metabolic health, um, how active you are. Do you have the more lean muscle mass you have, the more what we call metabolically active your body can be, you can burn sugar more effectively, you can burn body fat more effectively. So the more lean muscle mass we have as men and women, the better our metabolism is going to function. So yeah, it is that part is the same for everybody. But um, you know, I do have to cuss, I customize my plans for each individual based on where they're at, you know, meet them where they're at, and then start building, you know, from there. But what would be some examples of things that would be different from person to person that might make you tailor it for them? their activity. Yeah, definitely. You know, are you talking about somebody who's sedentary versus somebody who's already very active, somebody who's eating clean whole foods versus somebody who's doing a lot of highly processed fast food, but a lot of packaged boxed foods that are highly processed and chemical laden, all of these factors are going to affect people's metabolism. Um, But we all need to eat the way nature intended for us to eat. Um, And I always tell people, what did we do when there were no grocery stores? Like think back that far, right? We never, we didn't always have grocery stores and we thrived and we were much healthier then. Why? Because we ate off the land. We ate off of the earth, what was given to us on this planet when we were born. You think about Adam and Eve when earth, the earth was first made, you know, what did we eat? We ate the animals, the fish, the birds, the plants that grew from the ground, that fruits that grew on the trees, the grains, the nuts, the seeds. Those are real whole foods that don't have a, a nutrition label, don't have a barcode, are not submerged in highly processed vegetable seed oils, which are extreme at all the fast food and restaurants that are high highly inflammatory, which lead to obesity, heart disease, cancers, strokes, diabetes, all of these things, but there's everywhere in our culture now. And that's why everybody is so sick. The rates of obesity and diabetes have increased 2000% in the last 40 years. That's the true pandemic of our time, I believe. And that's why I'm so passionate about getting this message out there. I love that I can feel that passion in you. You're almost like angry about it. Like, yeah, it makes me mad. Like, we shouldn't be doing this. This is bad. <laughs> That's wow. I want to know the, about the word, this word insulin resistant that we hear from people. Is that the same as being pre diabetic? Can you talk a little bit about that? So, insulin resistance is like the precursor before pre diabetes happens. So, what happens is we have so much highly processed sugar um, in our diet that our body cannot process all the sugar effectively. So insulin is the hormone that's excreted from the pancreas gland, which is in the upper part of our abdomen and back. And when sugar comes into the body, the pancreas senses it, the insulin is secreted and say, okay, here's some sugar, let's go to work. So our job now, the insulin's job is to go get that sugar, move that sugar into the cells to use it for an energy source because sugar, you know, or, or which are all break down in carbohydrates, these are all a fuel, a fuel source. But the problem in our highly processed food system, we eat way too much, way more than our body um, ever needs. And our body can't process it all. The sugar cannot can no longer move into the cells. It can't, the insulin receptors are all uh, used up already. So the sugar cannot move into the cells anymore. 
So what happens, the, the insulin is constantly spiking to process all this sugar. So then you, the levels, the sugar levels and the insulin levels stay elevated. So insulin resistance is when you have these chronically elevated insulin levels because it's trying to process all that sugar. So that happens first. Once it's elevated for this period of time and you're, it's no longer working effectively, now you have all this extra sugar circulating in your bloodstream. And then that's what leads to the prediabetes and then eventually diabetes as well. Thank you for explaining it like that, because I think that sometimes you read things that are like a little above your head and that's that was very easy to understand. Thank you. I'm glad we'll try to simplify it. <laughs> One of the things that, you know, we, we talked a little bit, we've met before. And one of the reasons that I wanted you on is because of this notion that our, we actually intuitively know how to heal our own bodies and you help us to to bring that out because we can do that for ourselves. Yes. That's our intuition. Yeah. Love that. So when you going back to um, your, the problems that you solve for people, what are some of the common mistakes that you see people make when they're attempting on their own? to solve that, to solve the problem of their insulin resistance or what have you? I think probably the biggest thing is people say, but I'm eating healthy and I'm walking. So why is nothing happening? Nothing is improving. Nothing's getting better. And I always find (laughs) every single time when I help people to really look at the amount of processed carbohydrates they are ingesting, it's way more than they ever expected. And it's way more than our body needs. Our body really only needs about 20 gram, 25 grams of carbohydrates to function in a day. But in our highly processed fast food nation, people, some people are eating 300 grams of excess carbohydrates wow. a day. Yeah, 200, 300. So where's that going to go? Our body, our body's always working on our behalf to try to help heal it. And it's trying to process it. But you know, it ends up storing all that excess. So now you have all this excess sugar, and it's got to put it somewhere. So it stores it in the in the liver, it stores it in the muscles, it stores it in body fat, because it's way too much. But our body's always trying to heal itself and make it, you know, deal with it. But once we learn that, you know, we're, you know, we're we're abusing our bodies really by doing this. And then we have to learn, okay, well, how do I eat differently now? Because this is what I've been doing for the last 20, 30 years, and I don't know what else to eat. So that's what I teach my clients. Okay. So some of it is, I don't know what else to eat. And I think that I'm eating healthy and not realizing how many carbs you're eating and how much your body actually can process or need in a day that people are going to need to cut back on. So they, if, they are eating some processed food. They're going to need to be making some changes. Absolutely. And most people think, especially us women, when we say, okay, I'm going to start exercising. The first thing we do, well, I'm going to go walking. I'm going to go for that 30 minute walk every day. And I, and they, they think that's going to help them lose 40, 50 pounds that they want to lose. And I love walking. Walking is fantastic. I encourage it, but I see walking is a good starting point for people who are inactive, but I save it more as a mental release and a cleansing for like, because I'm I'm getting outside, I'm getting fresh air, I'm getting sunshine, not just walking on a treadmill indoors, but get outside. That's 
another huge problem. I end up going on a tangent because I find all my patients and clients are vitamin D deficient because nobody's outside anymore. We're inside, we're oh. on the computers all day, and this is not how we were designed. So we're all vitamin D deficient. So the walking is great for getting outside, fresh air, sunshine, clearing your mind. It's all wonderful. You're moving your body. But when you're trying to lose weight and really like reverse that, that blood sugar problem, we've got to do strength training. We have to work on those muscles. And women are always reluctant because they think, well, I don't want to get big muscles. I don't want to look like a man. You're not going to look like a man. Trust me. The only women who look like that, who are, are training hardcore every day to do, you know, serious muscle building uh, workouts. But if you're just doing your, you know, your standard gym workout or even a, a workout at home, a 20 minute or 30 minute uh, a day workout, you're not going to build big muscles, you're going to start seeing the definition that you have underneath all that body fat. But because it's there, but but you're shredding all the fat off the top. So yeah, we have to strength train. And, and most women don't know how to do that or reluctant to do it. So can't be afraid of it. That sounds like another mistake that people make when they're trying to work with their health is right. assuming that just uh, this cardio is going to be enough. Right. And it doesn't have to mean it, like when people, women hear strength training, they automatically picture, you know, the huge weight bells and barbells and stuff like that. And it doesn't have to be like that. It could just be your own body weight. Um, you can do your own body weight workouts with a 15 minute YouTube video with no equipment at all. And that's still strength training. Yeah, so much but you can use on. resistance bands. Yeah, you can use resistance bands. You can do a Pilates exercise, a yoga video. Um, kettlebells you in you know small weights three pounds five pounds you know it doesn't have to be heavy or intense but it's very impactful I, I love that thank you for giving that message I think that people do think that particularly women I might be asking a very loaded question but we're hearing so much about intermittent fasting now does that also play into can you say a bit about that Intermittent fasting is great. Yeah, there's there's a lot more people um, getting educated about it now. I mean, it's something that really has we've been doing since the beginning of time. And again, you think about when we were first came on this earth and we didn't have the lifestyles that, that we currently do. But fasting was just a part of our nature, right? Because food wasn't always available all the time, you know? I mean, when they went for a hunt, you know, you would indulge and, you know, eat as much as you could. And because you didn't know when the next meal was coming and, you know, people right. might fast for long periods of time and weren't, we didn't have this, you know, DoorDash and Uber just dropping food off three times a day at our front door. Right. So uh -huh. intermittent fasting is really effective. So it's not, I mean, there's so many different forms of fasting, but sure. intermittent fasting is, is, is not about, again, it's not about cutting calories. It's just about eating your healthy calorie range that your body requires but eating in a smaller window of time. Um, so maybe you're skipping breakfast and then you're only eating lunch and dinner or skipping dinner and just having breakfast and lunch. So you're narrowing the window of time. So when you do that, you allow the insulin resistance to improve because every time you eat, your digestion has to go to work and that insulin is getting secreted all over again. So when you allow your body more time to rest and digest and process that excess sugar that's hanging around, then you become metabolically more healthy. So it's very, very helpful tool. And that is, so that is something that you can, you could use as a part of your program. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's helpful well. to know because people, these things come up and people are like, is this a fad or is this, 
something that we should really be using. Yeah, no, it's very effective. And the longer fasts, you know, have different benefits where as far as cellular repair and, you know, like some people may do a 72 hour water fast, you're rebooting all your body's natural stem cells. So there's a lot of healing that can take place, but you got to know what you're doing because, you know, you don't want to just decide, oh, I'm going to fast for 72 hours and drink nothing but water. You know, you're not going to feel good. (laughs) You got to have guidance and you got to go slow. You got to gradually, you know, work on increasing your fasting windows and and know what you're doing. So you don't feel really horrible. Okay. Yeah. Hangry. Truth. Yeah. So is, can you point our audience to a valuable, like free action that they can implement that would kind of get them start to get them on the right path? Yeah. Um, on my website, I have uh, my three quick wins to improve your blood sugar today. So you can go to my website, readabrewer.com and uh, get that free download. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate that. That kind of goes into my next question, which is a valuable uh, free resource. So that that's the resource. And then you kind of t- talk about three things that people can do now to get them right. started on that path. Right. And you'll see on my website, the conversation is, you know, the content's really geared toward diabetics, but everything in that uh, handout is great for people who are just struggling with their weight as well and may not yet be pre-diabetic, but they want to make sure that they don't get there. Um, all those tips are going to work for uh, for weight loss, general weight loss as well. So many people need that resource. I know for one, I, mine goes up and down. I totally, I need that. I'm about to look at that. You know, I got to share the statistics because it's just overwhelming. Did you know just in America alone, 70% of the population is overweight and nearly wow. 45% are obese. My internet is just freaky. So I so apologize because I have to actually, you went back to um 45%, I think you said of the 70% of people are overweight and 45% are obese, you said. Yeah. So, so that's correct. 70% are overweight and 45% are considered obese. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that number yeah. continues to increase as well. Yes. Yes. Oh, my apologies on that's that. Okay. Um, so is there any question that I should have asked that would be of, of value to the audience? Yeah. I mean, I, I just want people to just to receive this message and to know, I mean, so many people are struggling, they're miserable. They've lost their, con- this is what I hear every day. I want to look better. I want to feel better. I want to be able to feel comfortable in my clothes. I want to be able to go shopping and just buy what I want to buy and feel comfortable in it. I don't want to be pre-diabetic or diabetic. I saw what my family went through and I don't want, I don't want to go down that road. I want to travel. I want to be able to fit in the airplane seat or the, the rides at Disney world with my kids, but I'm too big to fit in the seats. Um, And I just want people to know that there are answers. There are solutions. Book a call with me. Book a free call. Let's talk about it. Let's see if I can help you if this feels like a right fit for you because it just breaks my heart every day where I walk in in the world. There's just obese people everywhere. And it just makes me so sad because I know they don't want to be that way. And a, a lot of people, they just don't know what to do. They're lost and they go to their practitioners for help and they can't get the help that they need. And it's just so heartbreaking. 
And I know when I, I, I had so many years of self-hatred because I wasn't happy in my own skin as well. And when I figured out, when I lost 25 pounds and I got to the size and the, the body that I always wanted, I mean, I feel better in my 50s than I did when I was in my 30s. I had so, so much self-hatred and I just don't want people to feel that way anymore because I know how horrible that is. So, I mean, just to be able to serve people and do what you do what you love in your career and your business or whatever it is you have to have confidence you have to be able to step out into the world step into the room to talk to people communicate network and feel good about yourself because when you don't and you have no confidence how are you going to succeed and i just i just know that when you can get that confidence back because you're healthy and strong and is help powerful and there's there's no feeling like it. And and I was so grateful that I was able to receive that in my 40s. And now in my 50s, still maintaining it, you know, 12 years later, after I lost 25 pounds and still be able to maintain it. And now, you know, being able to teach other people how to do it as well. It gives me so much joy. I had a client yes, called yesterday. We've only been working together for three months so far. And she's already off of one blood pressure medication. She's down six. 16 pounds. She's no longer diabetic. She's off for diabetes medication. And it's the best thing. Like it lights me up. It just makes me so excited because she's, she's going to be a new woman. That's amazing. And I think people think that works for other people, but it won't work for me. Yeah. And she said that to me yesterday, actually, because uh, my husband was diabetic and and we reversed his diabetes. And she said, you know, I saw him and I heard your webinar. I was like, I don't know, maybe it's just him. I don't know if I can do it. And now she is. And she's so excited. She's like, when's your next webinar? I got friends that want to come. For sure. Because I'm thinking about my own husband who is, you know, who says to me, I would love to do something like that, but I'm such a foodie. Uh-huh. And I That's okay. So am I. I love food and I want to teach you how to eat the best food, the best quality food. We're eating such garbage food and it's so void of nutrients and taste and people don't even know what good food is anymore. Yeah, I'm a foodie too. Food, but foodie means more to me. Foodie means like quality food. Like I want the good stuff, not just about just eating a whole bunch of junk food and garbage like Mickey D's and is not I don't consider that being a foodie just because I want to eat, you know, fast food. Yes. Okay. So this, I, I love having you on. Thank you so much because people, this, this whole podcast is about helping people to listen to their own intuition and, and heal themselves, spirit, mind, and body. So, um, and to have to give them personal liberation. So can you tell me what is your definition and understanding of personal liberation? Personal liberation to me is living your truth, knowing what gifts and talents are inside you, which are the desires. Like when you think about something every single day, like a certain topic, like if you wake up, I always think of that um, sister act movie when, when Whoopi Goldberg says to the little girl, she says, girl, you wake up every single morning and all you can think about is singing. You're supposed to be a singer. So that, I mean, that goes true for anything. Like for me, I'm obsessed with health and wellness. Like I can never stop reading about it. I can never get enough of it. That's my passion. So I think it's really liberating when people know what is that thing that you can never stop thinking about that you love so much more than anything that it doesn't feel like work to you. That's what you're supposed to be doing life in life. That's the gift that you were given. And it's your assignment to share that gift with other people in the world who need it. 
So to me, that's being liberated is knowing yourself, knowing what your gift is, and then be able to share it with other people in the world. And as far as liberation is when it comes to your health, I want people to know that your body is always working on your behalf. If you feel like crap, it's because you're not doing you're not doing something right for your body. Because if you were feeding yourself the right food, minimizing your stress, getting good quality sleep, reducing the all the, the bombardment of toxins that are everywhere in our environment, and eating high quality food, that's the medicine that we need. That's what we're designed to have. And your body's always working on your behalf to try to heal all this toxic stuff that we're constantly putting in. So imagine if we stop toxifying ourselves, how amazing we could feel. We can have our energy back and all the all the beautiful things. Be mobile, be more flexible, you know, have more energy, not be exhausted all the time. But um, we're overworked, overstressed, overtoxified with our food and everything. And that's why we feel so bad. And that's why the rates of chronic disease and illness are skyrocketing. They've already skyrocketing and I, it continues to go. <laughs> I love, I'm sure that um, our audience can also feel your passion for this topic. And that's the people that I want to deal with is the ones that know about it or eat, sleep and breathe it. It's what they love to do. It's not work to them. It's their passion yeah. lights them up. Well, let me, I'm kind of going back for one second about, um, cause I'm thinking like, you know, my mother would love to listen to this. My husband would love to listen to this. Do you have an age range of people that are, you work with anybody? I don't work with um, teenagers. I only work with adults because I feel like it's really important. You know, if a, ch- if a child is still in the household with the adults, the adults are the ones that really need the need the work because you're in charge of the household. You know, most of the time the adults are doing the grocery shopping, doing the meal prepping and planning and running through the fast food restaurants if the child is not driving. Once the when the parents have the tools, then they teach the, their own kids in in their own household um, for most most situations. I mean, some kids are on their own unfortunately more, but yeah, any adult basically, all ages, 20s to 90s and 90s, <laughs> whatever. Oh, okay. That okay, great. That's awesome. I think everybody needs to listen to some piece of this. So readabrewer.com. There's going to be more information about how to contact you in the show notes. This was very enlightening. I love talking about how you can heal your own body without medication. That's an amazing promise. I hope that the audience will go to your website and find out more because I know I'm going to after this. And I'm going to share it with my family. So I appreciate your time, Rita. I know how busy you are. Thank you so much. My pleasure. And if I do have a webinar coming up, I haven't nailed down a date yet, but it's coming soon. Um, If you want to uh, attend my free webinar, just to learn a little bit more about what we talked about in more depth, I'd love to have you join me. All you have to do is shoot me an email that to Rita at RitaBrewer.com and just with the word webinar. And then I'll know that you want to attend and I'll make sure that as soon as that date is released for my next webinar, you'll get a notification so you can register to join for free. Oh, awesome. I would love that. Yeah. All right. If anybody's ready, you're like, yeah, this is it. I need, I need your help right now. Just book a call with me on my website, free, a free call. And uh, we'll talk about uh, how we might be able to work. Together. Oh, that is so many people that are, need this information. Thank you so much for your time, Rita. My pleasure. Thanks, Thanks. for having me. Awesome. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Intuition Unleashed. We hope you found it informative and thought-provoking. But before you go, we have a little challenge for you. 
Most of us have sneaky little habits that hold us back and trip us up. So why not take this not at all uncomfortable quiz to find out what you do to derail yourself from achieving your goals and how you can call yourself on your own BS. Get to know your self-sabotage specialty and take the first step towards getting out of the way of your own success. Just visit becknelson.com forward slash quiz and take the quiz now. That's becknelson.com forward slash quiz. We can't wait to see your results. And as always, we'll be back next week with more Intuition Unleashed. Thanks for listening.